This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the IAHE Informer Podcast. Your host is Tara Bentley, veteran homeschool mom and managing editor for The Informer magazine. The Informer is a ministry of the Indiana Association of Home Educators. For over 30 years, the IAHE has been the voice of Indiana homeschool families. The foundational purpose of the IAHE is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ by supporting and encouraging Indiana's home educators. Our mission is to encourage, protect, and serve by keeping you informed about the news and subjects that really matter. We'll cover important topics including educational opportunities, legislative issues, and finding support and encouragement. We'll also bring you interviews with our very special guests, including nationally recognized convention speakers, as well as showcasing local Indiana parents and homeschool alumni. Join us as we explore topics relevant to IAHE families all year long. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Informer Podcast. It is currently a wet and rainy day here in my little corner of Indiana, but we've had a beautiful couple of weeks here as we are counting down the last days of summer. I actually stepped away from the podcast over the last couple of months to enjoy the summer a little bit more with my family, and I'm hoping that many of you did the same, setting aside some extra time uh, to spend together, either by maybe took time off of school or maybe you just put away a different obligation that you needed to set aside that was taking time away from your family. Uh, It's way too easy to fill our schedules with activities every single day. And the summer is a great time to slow down and reevaluate how we spend our time and prioritize what we do with our families. By now, many of you have jumped back into your school year. And as our regular listeners know, our family actually finished homeschooling in the spring of 2014 when our youngest daughter graduated, but it has been so much fun this time of year just to see all the chatter across my own social media streams on our Facebook page and in our Facebook group, just watching as everyone starts back to school. I love seeing all the fun pictures and the excitement from new families and veterans as well. But in the midst of all that fun, I don't know about all of you, but uh, we're just constantly surrounded by a lot of really negative news as well. And the world that our children are growing up in today is just so different than the one that we as parents grew up in. The world has changed so quickly, and it can become very overwhelming when we look at the world around us. We clearly no longer live in the Christian nation, and it is hard for us to know how to respond. This past weekend, I had the chance to talk with our good friend, Heidi St. John, about some of the events that we are seeing in our world and how we are to respond to it. If you don't know her, Heidi is also known as the Busy Mom, and she was one of our featured speakers at the 2014 convention. She'll actually be back in Indianapolis this fall with a very special event, and you'll hear more from her about that at the end of today's podcast. Before we move into my conversation with Heidi, I want to make sure that everyone knows how excited we are that our podcast is actually now available on iTunes, as well as on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you want to make sure that you don't miss a single episode, be sure to go on over to iTunes and hit subscribe. You can also drop us a quick review over there, and those reviews do help people find us, and it only takes you a couple of minutes. 
But as always, our shows can always be found on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We are so grateful to be a part of a very talented group of people over there. There's a lot of great show options that I hope you all check out. Homeschooling in Real Life with Fletch and Kendra, Vintage Moms with Felice Gerwitz, Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Howl and Melanie Young, and the Dollars and Cents show hosted by another very good friend to the IHE, Carol Topp, otherwise known as the Homeschool CPA. There's a lot of other shows over there, new podcasts each and every week. There's always something new on the network, so be sure to check it out and share it with all of your friends. And again, just be sure to check us out directly in iTunes. Be sure to hit subscribe to our podcast and the others so that you don't miss any episodes. I've got a lot of great shows lined up for you this fall, and I can't wait to share them with you all. So speaking of sharing, it's time to jump into my conversation with Heidi St. John. She has a lot of great encouragement for all of us, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Homeschool leader, do you feel confused or overwhelmed by the job of running your homeschool group? You're not alone. Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA, is here to help. Carol is an accountant, author, and retired homeschool mom who understands you. Her website has helpful information on co-ops, paying workers, and managing the money in a homeschool group. If you need personalized advice, set up a consultation with Carol. She's happy to discuss your particular situation. Visit homeschoolcpa.com today and get the information you need to successfully run your homeschool group. Thank you, Heidi, for getting together with me today. I'm so excited to have you here on our podcast. Why don't you just start off a little bit by telling us about your family and a little bit about what you do. All right. So I'm, well, thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be coming back to Indianapolis. Uh, last time I saw you was at a homeschool conference, as I recall. We see each other a lot around the country. <laughs> yep. But I guess we do. <laughs> we do. It's like a little reunion every time we run into each other. Uh, but mm-hmm. I speak for a living. I'm an author and a speaker and a homeschool mom of seven. Our oldest daughter is going to turn 24 here in about a week and a half, and she's expecting our second grandbaby, so we're excited about that. And the youngest is uh, entering kindergarten this fall, so I'm still like at the very beginning of my homeschool journey and at the very end of it. And uh, And so, yeah, we've been homeschooling for about 18 years, and I just have a passion for women, not just for homeschool moms, really, but for all women in this generation, because we're, we're raising kids in a really unique uh, environment, one that I don't think we could have imagined even 15 years ago. So that's what we do. We've been uh, in ministry for 24 years now. So uh, just love working with people. And, you know, you say that our world today is something that you couldn't have imagined 15 years ago. And I'd actually mm-hmm. say I don't know that I could have imagined it one year ago. I yeah. feel like our world is so different, so different mm-hmm. than it was even a year ago. It's really true. You know, I, I heard a pastor talking recently to uh, an audience about high school and college age kids, and he was saying, you know, uh, we're losing our kids. And I I kind of mm-hmm. took a step back and, you know, listening to him and saying, oh, my goodness, you know, it, it, you know, my heart's racing. And I'm thinking, he's right, he's right, you know, we're losing our kids. And then I got to thinking you know, we might be a generation in crisis, but there's nothing new that's happening to the Lord. You know, I mean, it's like what you're saying. You couldn't have imagined. I mean, I'm, I'm watching what's happening politically right now, and I feel like I just fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, it's like something out of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And, and we don't know, uh, you know, 
five years ago or 10 years ago, you know, before an election, I felt like I could, you know, with some degree of certainty, sort of predict how Americans were going to respond to different things. And you had your, your, you know, your classic liberal and your classic conservative and everything. It's like fruit basket upset right now. I just feel like there's so much uh, that we're dealing with as parents. We're dealing with so much as believers. Um, we're, we've got the Supreme Court uh, decision that came down regarding gay marriage. Uh, and that's right now, I mean, you've been watching the news, I'm sure, about that woman in in Kentucky who is uh, violating, in violation of the law, and they put her in jail, you know, rather than right. fine her. And so there's a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of fear in the culture right now, certainly in the homeschool community. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's relegated to a one uh, community. I think there's a lot of fear in our nation right now. And I think that is so true. And it actually reminds me a lot about, I remember having a conversation with you a couple years ago, because obviously a lot of people came to know you when you first started blogging and you were blogging as the busy homeschool mom and you changed, you changed to just the busy mom. And I remember talking to you about how that upset some people that you took homeschool out of your identity. And I think it was a good reminder that our identity is so much bigger than being homeschool moms. And that as we watch these things go on in the world around us, that we have to just remember, first of all, that we're mothers um, and not all of these things affect mothers across Um, our country, whether or not they're homeschooling. And so how do you see um, this changing and affecting mothers in our world today? You know, I think what's happening largely is I see we're being driven by fear. And that's why um, I'm speaking to the topic so passionately, have been for about a year and a half now, uh, talking directly to parents about the issue of fear, because I'm watching the devil just really cleverly use fear in the lives of believers. Uh, we're getting all kinds of sobering news, you know, about uh, the, the state of our nation and the state of, of kids in our nation. And parents, they are dealing with things that our grandparents could not have even imagined. Uh, this is the first generation of kids who can open up YouTube and witness a Christian being beheaded on live TV. This is the first definition of, or the first generation of kids who are living with the redefinition of marriage and watching the church struggle to live it out. And we're, we're struggling to live out the word of God in a culture that has largely rejected uh, the Lord. And I'm, I think it's fascinating and, and sobering to see uh, churches today divided over issues that once were no brainers, right? Like uh, homosexuality and uh, the authority of scripture. So to me uh, in the homeschool community, you know, has been kind of driven by fear for many years. And I spoke to this uh, very directly at, uh, at your conference, I believe, a couple of years ago. Uh, and this right. was long before, you know, all the stuff came out about, you know, the Duggar family, which is, seems to be continually making headlines and some of the leaders in the homeschool movement that have uh, stumbled and fallen. To me, it's bigger than that. It's a kind of a reflection of where we are as believers. And we're living in a, in a generation of biblically illiterate adults you know, parents who claim the name of Jesus, but don't know his word. And so when something happens, like the Supreme Court ruling, um, we don't know what to do. And you can see the churches flailing 
to try to come up with an answer. I, you know, I always tell people, if you torture a verse long enough, it'll confess to anything. <laughs> We're kind of seeing that uh, happening in churches today. Uh, much to my dismay, you know, we're watching pastors uh, literally unbuckle the belt of truth and lay it aside and sacrifice it on the altar of mercy. You know, we think that uh, telling people um, that what they're doing is acceptable to the Lord when he clearly says that it isn't is fine and it's going to it's going to be um, it's accepted by the culture and it may be accepted by the culture, but in the end, it's going to be rejected by the Lord. And to me, those are the issues that we need to be addressing. I kind of feel like, too, you know, the Christian community at large has done a terrible job of uh, loving uh, sinners. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't recognize that we're sinners. You know, we don't recognize we've got our own problems. And uh, certainly those have been highlighted in the public uh, sphere in recent days. But to me, you know, as I read the Word of God, he doesn't uh, elevate one sin over another. You know, the Bible says that um, even our best things, uh, the best things we do are, are like filthy rags to the Lord, to the holy God that, that we serve and love. But that doesn't mean that we stop uh, abiding by his word and just give up, right? I mean, we still we still have an opportunity and a responsibility to raise our kids to know and love the Lord. So I'm asking myself, you know, what's happened? What's happened with our kids? What's happening with our parents uh, today? You know, I, we heard, and you and I have talked about this before, but uh, Ken Ham's book, already gone. I think this might be what that other pastor was referring mm-hmm. to. And he's, you know, his whole point is, you know, these kids, we've already lost them. They're already gone. You know, they're, they're leaving uh, the church fast and then they're coming in. And I just feel like, you know, it's, it's a really simplistic thing to say that our kids are already gone. You don't just lose a generation of kids. You lose a generation of parents and then you lose a generation of kids. And as I'm right. watching my own kids, you know, growing up, it seems to me like somewhere along the line as believers, we got lazy, right? We stopped reading our Bibles. We've embraced indifference and there's no better place to see that than in the fight and the pro-life movement in this nation. Uh, we want to fit in, right? And in so doing, we've become biblically illiterate. And now we're reaping the rotten fruit of indifference and laziness of, of uh, laziness in terms of our willingness to get into the Bible for ourselves. We want our pastors to interpret God's word. We don't want to do the work of getting into the word and spending time in prayer. Um, and I, so I keep thinking these, these people who are warning a congregation about losing their kids, they're right, but there's more to it than that. And so I, I feel like we have an opportunity, given what's happening in the culture right now, to actually be who God says we are. And that's to be set apart, to be different. Uh, we, we, we've been told that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And rather than be a fearful people, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be encouraging women, well, and dads too, but especially women, to be um, faith-filled people. And faith is the opposite of fear. I don't know what you see, uh, Tara, in the homeschool community, but to me, homeschooling has been driven by fear for a long time. And we see it in legalism, and we see it in this sort of uh, the, these attempts that we're making to uh, use kind of a formulaic approach to parenting and a formula like if you just do this and this and this and this and this, then you can hear the angels singing and your kids will turn out like that, you know, but it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't work. And then when it doesn't work, if, if we have uh, followed a formula, then we we're only left when that formula fails us, we're left with two options, right? We can go, well, forget it and throw the whole baby out with bathwater, or we become um, inward focused and even more fearful rather than saying, you know, Lord, show me what you want me to do according to your word. 
And that's really my heart and passion is to uh, remind Christians of who God is and that his word is relevant to what's happening right now. To me, that's the best way to uh, address what's happening in the culture. You've talked a lot about being fearful and uh, not even knowing our Bibles and being biblically illiterate. Um, I, I certainly don't think that this is a simple answer to any of this, but what do you think is probably at the root? What is the root issue that we can address as we're faced with all of these things when you turn on the news, when you read the news on, and you're, you, we are just driven to a place of fear? Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. that the root issue? Is there something deeper? Well, to me, it, uh, fear is one of the big issues. It is one of the root issues and sort of uh, the cousins of fear, I guess, if you will. Um, unbelief comes out of that, um, and a lack of faith comes from uh, being fearful in the first place. But I wonder what's going on, and I think we've become a fearful people. And fear is a powerful weapon. It's penetrated the hearts of so many of God's people today, and the devil is using it very effectively against Christians right now. A lot of parents that I meet are afraid of persecution, right? They're afraid of being labeled because if you stand up for, let's say, uh, God's definition, I'm not even going to call it traditional marriage. I'm just going to say this is God's deal. Like he created men and women and he created the institution of marriage. So but Christians are afraid to, to be labeled. We're, we're afraid we're going to be called, you know, bigots or haters or, or homophobes or, you know, worse. And I don't want to be labeled, right? You don't like that. Nobody likes that. Uh, but as Christians, right. we serve the Lord of Heaven's armies, and I'm just curious to know when he, when did he sound the retreat? You know, when did we become more afraid of the world than we are of uh, walking in right relationship with the Holy God? And the truth is that once we become children of God, once we claim the name of Jesus and we accept Him into our hearts and lives, we wear His label. He labels us, and the label that he gives us is redeemed, and the world cannot relabel us. We are children of the living God. We wear the label redeemed, and I think for women to know especially uh, that we don't need to walk in fear, it's a powerful reminder. You know, when I think of this idea of of, uh, labeling, it's a powerful reminder to me that my kids are watching me react to the fear of persecution, the fear of being labeled, the fear of being unpopular, for goodness sake, you know, um, and our kids are going to follow in our footsteps. So yeah, you know, to me, going back to the Bible and recognizing, you know, 2 Timothy uh, 1.7 says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? But of power and love and a sound mind. So that tells me a couple of things. The first thing is that fear is a spirit. Uh, Timothy says God hasn't, uh, or Paul says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but it's power and love and a sound mind. And the second thing is that my, my response, based on what Paul is saying about fear, is to recognize where fear comes from and then learn to address it the way that God has called us to address it. And he says that when we do that, the result is that we receive power and love and a sound mind. So we can make an argument uh, against what's happening, recognizing it's a spiritual war, right? We're not fighting against people. We're fighting against uh, spiritual forces, the Bible says. So once we recognize that, I kind of think it helps us uh, make a, a change in our game plan a little bit. And I, I kind of wonder, I mean, you you know, you're you're a mother, so you know what I'm talking about. I think children are like their parents. You know, Luke 640 says that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. Well, I don't know about you. That freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like, 
So if I, if I respond to what's happening around me in fear and I'm unwilling or indifferent to uh, the suffering of those around me, then according to the Bible, my kids are going to be an awful lot like me. You know, that, that saying that the nut doesn't fall too far from the tree is, com- is completely mm-hmm. right. And as parents, our response to a culture and spiritual decline is speaking volumes to our kids. Our kids are learning how to navigate the culture by watching their parents. And if children see fear and indifference in their parents, the chance, uh, in their parents, the chances are pretty good that they're also going to become fearful and indifferent, right? And so uh, right. I think it's a powerful reminder that our kids are going to follow in our footsteps and we need to be teaching them how to filter everything that's happening in the culture around them through uh, the grid and the filter of the word of God. You mentioned the Kentucky clerk of court, Kim Davis, who's actually sitting in jail as we are recording this for standing up for her convictions. Um, Clearly she is someone who is not afraid to stand up for what she believes and to stand up for the word of God. And we look at her, and I guess my mind spins with a lot of things, and I'm thinking, well, why is she the only one (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the one hand? And then you start to wonder, well, what would I do? What would I do in that situation? You'd Mm -hmm. like to think, yes, I would do the same thing. Um, But most of us aren't faced with those kinds of hard questions in our daily lives, because even though this is not an issue just for homeschool moms, that is Mm -hmm. clearly who, uh, you know, a lot of our audiences, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. some of your audience as well. So what do we do in our own homes that how do we act fearless in our mm-hmm. own homes with our own kids daily as we're just sitting around watching this go around in the world around us? Well, to me, it's um, the answers have got to be simpler than the questions. And you start with going back, at least in this issue, you you start with the word of God. So when we see something come up on the news or we see, you know, like when the Supreme Court ruling came down, we just, we talk about that stuff at the dinner table, which really, how depressing is that, right? You know, 15 years ago, we were talking about what sports team, you know, was was ahead or whatever. And now we're talking about uh, Bruce Jenner becoming a woman and whether or not two guys can get married. And I mean, it's, it's changing the face of how we interact with our children. And it's forcing us to talk about things that even a few years ago, we wouldn't have dreamed about talking about at the dinner table. But I think parents need to start addressing this stuff with their kids. When your kids start asking you questions, you need to be ready with an answer that has been filtered through the word of God. So that means it's time to start going, getting back to the basics uh, and to study the Bible for yourself. So that when your kids ask the questions that this generation is asking, we can take them directly to the Bible. And I, it, it sounds uh, simplistic, but I really believe, you know, what I said earlier, that we are living in a generation of biblically illiterate Christians, and in many ways it has rendered us impotent in the spiritual battle that we're fighting, because the Bible says that we don't, we don't fight like the world fights, right? We, we, our weapons are, uh, are the weapons of prayer. They're the weapons of spiritual warfare. And how can we engage in spiritual warfare when we don't know the Lord, when we, when we don't even know what those, uh, how to use those weapons properly? So to me, uh, the, the impetus, I guess, the onus is on the parent to learn to be in the Word. You know, I, I hear parents all the time, and this is a big deal at homeschool conferences, and you'll, 
you'll understand, uh, you know, we hear parents all the time, they, we want to raise world changers, right? We're going to, we're going to raise this generation of homeschool kids or take back the world, you know? <laughs> and yes. I, I'm kind of looking at, you know, myself and I'm thinking, well, shoot fire. If I'm going to raise that, if I'm going to raise that banner, right? If I'm going to, if I'm going to march under that banner, then I better be changing the world myself. If I want my kids to have, uh, to walk in right relationship with, with the Lord, the best way that I have to uh, encourage them to do that is to walk in right relationship with the Lord myself, you know, to not be a hypocrite, to be that, to be the person that gets up in the morning and spends time with the Lord so that I can then pour into my children. And that takes discipline. It takes discipline. It takes, um, it takes a fair amount of um, just not persuasion is not the right word, but um We've got, it It has to matter to us. And I just, I wonder if what's happening in the culture, I'm hoping that it pushes believers back to the word of God so that we stop making emotional arguments for spiritual problems. And I, and, uh, and I really believe that's been one of the, the huge uh, mistakes that we've been making as believers in the culture today. You know, we want to get up there and say, well, that's right, or that's wrong, because I think it is, or I, you know, and we don't know the word of God. And so we start making emotional arguments when the problem is a spiritual one and you can't answer an emotional or a spiritual problem with an emotional answer. Um, all that does is muddy the water. So I'm encouraging, you know, men and women, you know, study the word of God. You don't need to go to Bible college. You don't have to have a degree from, you know, Bible college or be a pastor to understand and study the word of God. Uh, God said that you have the Holy spirit. If you know the Lord, then he's given you the Holy spirit who will help you understand the word of God so that you can engage the culture in a way that would please the Lord. And it sounds simple, but I don't think very many believers have been doing it for the last, you know, 25 or even 30 years. And I think we're, we're starting to really reap what we've been sowing. I had to write that down because what you just said, I think really hit home with me because that is what we do as a society and as a community. And Mm -hmm. you said you cannot solve spiritual problems with emotional arguments. And that is, that's what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the trap that that our society tries to pull us into. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I, I've watched, you know, with, with um, a degree of, you know, a fair degree of sadness really uh, as you know, pastors who have, you know, they claim to be pastors anyway, and they claim to the Lord are making emotional arguments for spiritual problems. I, I played a clip. Uh, I spoke for the uh, Florida Homeschool Convention uh, this past summer and also for some of the other uh, state conventions. And I've been playing a clip of an interview that Oprah Winfrey did with Rob Bell. And, if, you know, people who are listening can look that up. Just Google it. You know, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, Oprah does this thing called Super Soul Sunday. And uh, she interviews Rob Bell and asks him about, you know, what, when is the church going to accept gay marriage? And Rob says, oh, we think we're really, really close. And she says, why do you, you really, you know, why do you think we're, we're close to accepting gay marriage? And he said, because uh, pretty soon Christians are going to begin to realize that we've got to stop quoting letters from 2000 years ago as our best defense. And I got to tell you, that's wow. way. I was like, you, you're talking about the word of God. And so what, what Rob has done, and he still is a pastor. He still claims to be a pastor. And in fact, Oprah loves him so much that she gave him his own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. But what he's done is he, he's taken the Bible completely out of it. 
right? And he said it's irrelevant. He said, we got to stop quoting the Bible. It was a letter that was written 2,000 years ago. It's not relevant to the culture, except for God said in Isaiah that the grass withers and the flower is going to fade, but the word of God is going to stand forever. And it's as relevant now as it was when it was written. And what Rob is doing is he's making an emotional argument for a spiritual problem because he can't make a spiritual argument because he doesn't have one. His position in, in Scripture is indefensible. And so rather than try to defend himself with the Bible, he's just going to throw out the Bible and continue to say that there's a God, but that we don't know him and we can't understand him and that his word isn't relevant. And it, to me, it's just, it's a, it's a tragedy that this is happening in the church today when we have more access to the Bible than any other nation uh, in the history of the world, and we're not reading it and we're not, uh, and we're not following God. And, uh, and I would love to see that change. And I hope to be part of uh, encouraging the church today to come back to the fundamentals, you know, read the Bible with your kids and know what God said. God is not silent on the issues of this generation. He's not silent on homosexuality. He's not silent on abortion. All these things that are dividing our country and even dividing our churches, God is not silent on them. And uh, to me, we're, we've fallen victim to it because we don't know his word. Well, I'll tell you, you take everything that is going on in our world around us that could absolutely be so discouraging. And once again, as always, you leave me feeling very encouraged and convicted and reminded that the burden is on us um, Mm. to know our scripture and to take these things to him. And I, I just appreciate that so much as I do every conversation we get to have. So um, I would love, I wish I could, I wish I could spend more time with you. And so speaking of which, let's go ahead and share with everybody, because we are thrilled that you are coming back to Indiana. You are bringing your fearless conference to Indianapolis, and we're just thrilled. So would you share just a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I, um, I had such a great time last time I was in Indianapolis and uh, loved uh, speaking to the parents there. And we have decided we're only going to be doing one of these this year. And we've decided to uh, uh, bring it to Indianapolis. And the idea behind Fearless uh, is it's being held uh, the first weekend in October, the first and second, uh, or second and third, anyway, whatever that Friday and Saturday is uh, of October. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be spending a day and a half with women just really digging into the word. And so we're asking women, you know, uh, come and bring a friend, bring your women's Bible study with you. You can spend the night. The hotel is already sold out, um, but there is a Homewood Suites right next door, and uh, they are honoring the convention rate, which is great. Uh, but you don't even have to come spend the night. You know, we're going to start on Friday afternoon with some awesome worship. We're going to have some great uh, giveaways. We're going to encourage the heck out of you. And we're going to get into the Word. We'll do that. We'll start uh, late Friday afternoon and go into the evening on Friday, and then we'll all day Saturday be doing the same thing. So even if you just wanted to come just for that Saturday, you know, bring your Bible, uh, bring your highlighter, and just come and prepare to be encouraged in the Word of God. I'm hoping to see, you know, uh, moms coming with their daughters, you know, with their uh, with their daughters who are old enough to sit and and want to listen and study the Word of God. I'm hoping to see, you know, book clubs and youth groups uh, and uh, women's Bible studies showing up. This is not a homeschool-related uh, event, and we won't be talking about homeschooling, except for to talk about probably I am a homeschool mom, and a lot of people, you know, I think that are coming can relate to me on that level. But this is really about how we address uh, the fear that has gripped 
this nation? And how do we, as believers, address the the uh, situations that are coming up every single day on the news? Every day, I don't know how you feel, Terry, but every time I turn on the news, I'm just like, what is happening? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I just keep hearing, yes. you know, God's word in my head, Second Timothy 1, 7, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a, and a sound mind. And I think, you know, shepherding uh, today's generation is challenging, but God has placed us and our children right here, right now for such a time as this. And he knew when he put us here that this was going to be happening. And so we can follow him fearlessly. And that doesn't mean uh, that there's an absence of fear. Instead, it means that our faith is greater than our fear. And no matter what happens around us from political unrest to spiritual attack, that God's word is true. It does not change and we can trust him. His word is relevant. And that's what the fearless conference is all about. So I'm excited to come. We're really looking forward to uh, what God's going to do in Indianapolis. Well, we will put the website address for anyone who wants more information in our show notes here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For anyone who is listening to us on iTunes, they can always click over and get all of that information. Uh, We'll put a link to your website, but for someone who might be listening on the go, you want to go ahead and give them just your quick website address so they can find you directly? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm all over the internet. (laughs) Uh, Most people know me as as The Busy Mom. You can find me at thebusymom.com. You can find me at The Busy Mom on Facebook, or you can go to HeidiStJohn.com. Follow me on Instagram, and we'll, you know... I am obviously am passionate about this subject, and so we're going to keep talking about it in the months and years to come. I just signed a contract with Tyndale, and uh, my next book to moms is coming out uh, in the next few months, and so be looking for that as well. We're excited about it. Very exciting. Well, thank you again for spending your time with us and for encouraging us and convicting us to do our part in leading fearless lives. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tara. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our show and will join us next time for the IAHE Informer podcast. You can always find the latest shows on the web through Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com. For more information about the Indiana Association of Home Educators, visit us on the web at iahe.net. You can also find the IAHE on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until then, God bless. Thank you.